Welcome to another episode of The Little Dum Dum Club. It is freezing outside, so we're huddled up here in our little clubhouse. We're wrapped in blankets. We've started a fire in here, which given that, as we've established, we are actually recording this in a treehouse, is uh, probably going to end badly. My name is Tommy Dasselow. I'm the co-president of the club and minister for tweets about the weather. Sitting opposite <laughs> me is the other co-president of the club and minister for riddles, Carl Chandler. <laughs> G'day, dickhead. Yes, I got you. I'm the good tweeter. You're the good tweeter, yeah. 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 Well, I still get complaints about your tweets. You get complaints about my tweets. How yeah. does that work? Because people say that they're not comfortable coming up and saying to you, hey, your tweets are shithouse. I thought that was the whole nature of it, though. No, well, they don't. They come up to me and say, well, how's your mate going on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> like who? People I know? Yeah. Really? I can't name names. No, I name names. No, 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 no. That's not like you at all. No, well, no. It's not my parents, is it? No. <laughs> not even on there. No. That'd be crushing. No, there's plenty. There's plenty out there. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty. How many in the last week? One. <laughs> plenty. But that's, I think there'd be four all up. I think that's a lot of people to complain about your work on Twitter. Oh, don't yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's what's their problem? What's their main problem? It's boring. I've, You're just boring on Twitter. I've gotten better. You have gotten better. I've gotten better. Yeah, yeah, you have gotten better. There's I feel been... like they're complaining about the Dasilo of old. Yeah, yeah. Um, BC. That's BC. <laughs> before he clued up. Before before you had the intervention with me <laughs> yeah, on this yeah, show yeah. about how bad my tweets were. Yep. Well, um, if we're going to do that, um, mailbag. Dum right. dum mailbag. I've got a bit of correspondence from someone to read out. A message from a guy called Rowan Harris. Direct message to me on Facebook. Love the show, and I look forward every week to hearing about what you guys have just eaten. <laughs> and then, and I'm not making this up, he continues, I'm much more inclined to have a Team Dasilo banner than a Team Chandler oh, one. Oh, boring. Yeah, <laughs> How does that work? Um, all right, so work on my tweets. Yep. You've got to um, tell me who it is. Is it a friend of the show? Uh, I can't even remember. They all blend into one. There's so many of them. <laughs> so anyway, I'll tell you this. Okay. Um, this morning, my mum and dad came to my house unexpectedly because uh, they're from Maribor. They come all the way up to, to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knocked on the door at 9.30 and I was like, what are these? I mean, I, I wasn't even out of bed. Anyway, they came in and, I, and they, you know, they're – Supportive of what I do, even though I don't have like a proper nine to five job anymore. They'd never bag out your Twitter. No, exactly. No, well, why would you? There'd be no reason. <laughs> so, um, they sort of ask about what I do, but they're not really that interested in the in the whole showbiz side of things. I don't. They don't really understand. So they're not yeah. really. If I say, "Oh, look, I'm going to do this thing this week and work on this TV show," or whatever, they're like, "Okay, how have you been eating?" You know. <laughs> That's they're probably probably atypical mum and dads like that. Which what so, they don't realise is that your showbiz stuff and what you're eating on this show tie in together. Yeah, well, they don't understand. That's the thing about the podcast. Like, if it ever comes up this show, and uh, if I talk to them about this, they don't really understand. Their eyes glaze over. I say it's kind of like a radio show on the internet, and they're like, right? <laughs> they, they still don't get it. So right. anyway, I say, you know, I do it with Tommy Dassler. You know him. You've seen him before. And this morning, mum goes, oh, "Here we go." Yeah. Oh, Tommy, yeah, yeah, we saw him on the TV the other night. And I go, oh, what? Oh, no. What? Yeah, 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 we saw him on the TV the other night with his grandma. I hate where this is going. I was like, what? Tommy with his grandma on TV, what? When was he on TV with his grandma? You know, on that show that, that Sean McAuliffe hosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh Thomas. That's funny. That's not Tommy Dasselow. I've actually had, you know, when Josh did stand up on Rove the first time, I actually had at least, it was like about five friends text me and say, hey, I saw you in an ad about Rove, or like I quickly clicked over and saw you doing stand up on Rove. 
well done, that's going to be really good things for you and, and really bigging it up. And I was like, it's not me. It's not. A, it's also a guy that looks nothing like me, I would say. Well, there's quite a few people that have made the connection. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You know, they've spoken. That's weird. It's not up to you anymore. I feel like I'm the, uh, like the Philip Seymour Hoffman to his Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's get into it. Uh, our guest today is an award-winning documentary filmmaker. You may know him from the shows Music Jamboree versus God and Race Relations. You may also have heard him Sunday nights on Triple J with Father, Father Bob. It's John Safran. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming in, man. No, no, no. I, I, I had a tweet... Um, Ethical problem, not okay. ethical. You know when you go to Kim King Solomon, and I, this is basically my problem, right? Obviously, if someone does your at thing, I've got a right to respond to it, right? Yep. But sometimes people just go like, I type in in the search John Safran to yep. see if anyone's talking about me. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't added you in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, what do I do if someone like disses me there? Like. Am I allowed to? I've never yeah. done it, by the way. Yeah, because that shows that you've been look, you've been looking up your own name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. should I do it or not? Because I I can't tell you how zen I am that I've never done it. Yeah, and some people have really wound me up. Like <laughs> there was one who said, um, "Good, I went to see this. It was some like film preview that I was there because I was interviewing the director the next day. Yeah, and he's like some schmo on the internet who's got like a <laughs> like a film." Page and he's like, you know, people on the internet get deluded. Like, yeah. there's this weird. It's like that. Hang on, Paris Hilton. What actually do you do? Mm. You know what I mean? But it, it's it's become like ridiculous where people think because they've got like a web page, they're like someone entitled yep. to yeah, yeah. hang so, shit or whatever. No, no, no. But but he was like, so he's like, God. God, I had to sit in the cinema with John Safran. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was only in there, first of all. Like, I like I was... how you've taken the tone John Safran out of just straight text. And then yeah. he said something like, and then I turned on the 7pm project and he was there. And I was on the 7pm project before like some charity thing right. that I was like dragged in. I wasn't like, like, so basically the two things he hassled me for was a charity thing. Yeah. And <laughs> me turning up because I was invited by the just... publicist because I was interviewing the director, whilst he's, like, just got in on some, yeah. like, freebie, like, where he probably, you know. Yeah. Like, like... like, it's probably pretty fortunate he even got the freebie. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Basically, well, like, Paramount Publicity Department can do without giving him a freebie. And... Yeah. I like that he's angry about just having to sit in the same room yeah. as you watching a film. He doesn't have to hear you say anything. He doesn't have to watch any of your shows. Yeah. Just knowing that you're... So I kept on, like, yeah. trying to think, what can I say? In it's, like, it's, co- it's like the Princess and the Pea. Like, you, you, he's sitting there with 300 other people, but he can just mm-hmm. feel you in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what to say. Like, I was going to, like, I was there going, oh... Should I, should I write, well, I was there because I'm interviewing the director the next day. Uh, and why exactly were you there? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. But I never did. So that's how – but see how I can still remember it? Oh, yeah. yeah it's okay, a- so today I was <laughs> what on – What was the film preview? Was it uh, Big Mama House 3? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was Splice, I think it was called, that one with uh, – Based on the popular ice cream? <laughs> no, based on the, it's the guy with the big nose who was in the piano. Bubble Bill, the movie. Who was um, in the – piano that oh, guy. Oh, uh, Adrian Brody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like this sort of almost straight to video oh, one okay. that didn't quite work. Oh, so that's why I was angry because you were at his house watching it with him <laughs> on the video. <laughs> so today I was on um, ABC Local 774 mm-hmm. and they had, there was that ethicist, Peter Singer, who always gets into trouble because he always talks about how, oh, maybe disabled 
kids, if they're too disabled, as when they're born, you should be able to, you know, put them to death or whatever. You know, you know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see him a lot on signposts. People love putting posters up of him, and it's kind of confusing because he also like loves animals a lot. So lefties kind of love him and sort of, and he's anti-war and anti-George Bush. So they kind of love him and kind of cut him just just pretend he doesn't say all that stuff about you know killing people in wheelchairs. So I tried to ask him some questions. Like, I was dragged into this thing, and I, I tried to ask him some questions. And then when I went on Twitter, someone had written, uh, John Safran's asking retarded questions <laughs> of Peter Singer. Oh, actually, they might just be borderline retarded. I think, But I think maybe he should abort the questions, uh. right? So, so then I was like, I was furious, right? And I saw who the guy was, and then I went to his YouTube page, and he's like a comedian. Oh, his, name, his name's, I forget what his name is. Oh, I, I, please don't here. forget that. Oh, yes. Be on, or whatever. And anyway, his shtick, which I kind of, I actually thought, like, like it is quite funny what he did. Like, he didn't just di- this, he was like, you know, there was a concept. He'd done his own Retarded, yeah. half retarded, <laughs> yeah. abortion. So I actually didn't mind it. You admire his work. But yeah, just... yeah. But then, and also I guess it was a bit ambiguous seeing it was sort of funny what he wrote and thing that maybe he was just trying to be funny and he was, doesn't really hate me. This is going to be amazing because we're going to know who this person is and yeah. we're going to we have to comment is. on it. Yeah, this will be good. Just a sec. Hang on. We can, go, we can call and get him in here. <laughs> but then I went to his YouTube page because I was going, oh, who's this clown? And I <laughs> – And he has no, stick and you, clown. You know that they're, they're already taking that quote for their poster next year. Sean Bedlam. Do you know him? No, I don't know uh, who that guy is. Sean Bedlam. John Saffron is asking Peter Singer's questions. Retarded questions. Okay, borderline retarded. But maybe the question should be aborted. Anyway, so I went to Steve Bedlin's YouTube page, and he's doing like stand-up comedy, right? And I don't know if he's just starting mm. out or whatever like that. But <laughs> seriously, I'm not. I'm not trying to pick on him. And I wasn't. I don't. I don't. Even, I didn't even watch. You just called him Steve Bedlam, so you've already <laughs> Sean, sort Sean of done Bedlam. the job on him. <laughs> so I'm not having a go at him. Um, Where's he? Is he from Melbourne? Could you tell? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, done, I've, I've, I've met him. Oh, have you I really? Think. Oh, okay. I've met him. But then when I watch his stuff, he clearly is going through a phase where he's like, just watch too much Zach Garaffa. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just under... Like, for, he's just doing the that kind of weird, not quite any jokes, but sort of like relying on some weird okay, yeah, like sticking out his belly. And he's got, he's even got, he's got the beard <laughs> and he's like, he's just doing all this Zach Garak, Garak, life stuff. <laughs> Hang on, you've messed up his real name. Now you've messed up his fake name. And That's he, disrespectful. And he's so, and he just, so his stand-up comedy, like it's just absolutely the first thing. For example, like, obviously, when people meet you, it's like, oh, that's Josh Thomas. Yeah. So in the same way, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. was just, like, the absolute first. And then, then he's even done these sort of, like, little, like, not not comedy bits, but they're out on the street, and he's just sort of, like, being a bit surreal in, uh, okay. in exactly the Zach Graff with the beard. So I was, like, going to write back, oh, well, I guess it's lucky they're not aborting Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> knock, knock off. Hey, <laughs> tweet. <laughs> is that the I, only reason you didn't do it is because you couldn't remember his last name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you thought, couldn't fit Galifianakis in the word I thought count. it could get out of control. <laughs> and also, you can lose the plot of, like, because p- people are really literal, at least in Australia, where there's just, like, they, they make power dynamics and then you can't win if people perceive you as being in a position of power. So just so mm. I meet this like starving Ethiopian and he's a total jerk. 
<laughs> Which a lot of them are. Yeah, he's just like not a pleasant person. Like there's just Ethiopians who wouldn't be pleasant. Why wouldn't it? There's people in Melbourne, right? But there's no way I can have a go- you know, get in a fight with him yeah. Yeah. without people going, no, no, you're, you're in the position of more privilege and therefore like I just can't win. And so I could, an Ethiopian could basically... Um, cheat on my partner, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and could eat your dinner, could, yeah, and could, and could like do whatever they want. And there's no way I can win it. So an, an Ethiopian could cut your lunch. All right. So I just thought that like maybe even though sort of like obviously compared to Rove McManus and Josh, I'm small. I thought maybe if I get in a fight with this schmo. Yeah. That, like, the, the perception would be, yeah. oh, why are you with the position of power that you can get? You and your mansion. Com- oh, yeah. Comedy series greenlit, why are you picking on the little guy? You're yeah. Like, is that really what you've become? <laughs> <laughs> you've become Ray Martin. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> Going but through it's, Bedlam's bins. <laughs> Steve Bedlam. But it's also, like, it is that thing where I think any time that you respond to someone on Twitter where yeah, they yeah. haven't added you, where they've just, you, you've gone looking for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. any time someone sees that response, no matter how good your comeback is, you've automatically lost. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been looking nice go, things people say, though, if they hmm. just type in that. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That's, well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is what happened last week. Um, on the topic of that, something exactly like that happened because you, you tend, I guess, on Twitter, on the internet, you tend to forget that people are real people, especially celebrities or whatever. You just sort of got carte blanche to yeah. sort of say whatever you want on the internet, and it doesn't yeah. matter. I, on the day that Osama bin Laden died, I put a tweet that was, "Wait, how do we know Osama's really dead? Maybe he's just trying to get out of a relationship with Olivia Newton-John." Oh yeah, and. I always thought, that's funny, you know, and a lot of people sort of replied and said that was funny and whatever. Anyway, about six hours later, I got a tweet back from someone who appears to actually be Olivia Newton-John saying, thanks. (laughs) I got one from, I made a little joke about, who's that former, the hot politician from New South Wales, Keneally? Keneally? yeah, I don't know her first name. I know the last name. Yeah, the KK yeah. woman. Yeah. And she, I made a little comment about her, like where I, and it was all about how she'd gone to China or somewhere to open up a, a, a Gloria Jean coffee or something. Yeah. Or some foreign country. And and there was like this, you know, rumor that it like it's because she was getting because they were connected to Hillsong Pentecostal Church. So it was this whole thing, oh, you know, the Hillsong Pentecostal Church helps fund her campaigns, and this is a favour back. So I thought, oh, classic Saffron, <laughs> you know, hashtag, hashtag conspiracy, religion, <laughs> Hillsong. So I just wrote about it. I didn't even there wasn't even a joke. I think I just said. Ooh, Keneally with Hillsong, blah, blah, blah. And she got back to me. Oh, really? And she said, and she used the, she did this thing where she goes, oh, so good to hear from you. I'm very good friends with Father Bob. And right. he, I went to his church or something like that. And so I just, yeah, I totally caved in. Like, so what you're like, you the, you're like, you're kind of like the bedlam to her saffron. Yeah, I think In a so. way. It's yeah. a role reversal. Yeah, that's yeah. good. You gotta you gotta be careful with with who you hang shit on on Twitter. You're right. You can forget. I so we should say up the top that um that uh we 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 don't really know you very well, John. Like we're you know we've yeah. we, we were acquainted downstairs, but I think Carl and I have both kind of met you before 
in kind of weird ways. I don't know if you remember this. Um, I met you. No, it's actually about. It's, on it's Twitter. Actually, on it's, Twitter. It's actually, I was saying shit on you on Twitter. As soon as someone actually, says my sister it, or anything like that, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's always. Yeah, but, but it's, it's almost a live version of Twitter where I met you uh, a few months ago out the front of a nightclub in Melbourne called Purple Sneakers. Really? And it was the. They were having the after party for an award, the Australian Independent Music Awards or something. Oh, and me yeah. and my friend were waiting to get in, and you were in line behind us, and yeah. we recognized you so we got chatting and oh, I was a bit yeah, yeah, drunk yeah, yeah I remember that yeah, yeah yeah and I said to you are you working on anything at the moment which I meant in a way of like I was just wanting to get a bit of scuttlebutt about what your next project was or whatever but because I was drunk it perhaps came out the wrong way and you it sort of interpreted it like me having a crack at you saying like do you have a job are you working at the yeah, moment yeah. and you got a little bit upset at me but then oh, that it said, been, it would have been probably joking upset. Yeah, know. but because I was I was drunk, and then I went, oh, that came out the wrong way. But then that said, you did get us into the club because they weren't letting people in, and uh, uh, you got you said these guys uh, come with me, and we got in. It was well, very entourage. See, it was very good. You see, would um, Sean Bedlam be able to get you into? <laughs> no, he would not. The only difference between Entourage was considering the dive that the place was. It wasn't really. It was like, it was like me going, yeah, I can get you into like that uh, soup kitchen in, in Calcutta. Don't worry. Any Club X, yeah. any Club X, just come yeah. on in. Just come on in. Crazy horse. The, um, yeah, I'm confused because you, I basically know you two as well as I know. Like I've got like four friends or something. You know what I mean? And so it's like <laughs> it's four friends and everything else. I don't have like yes. Yeah, so I'm you're, I'm already. I'm, hey, you've got six now, buddy. Yeah, I know. I, I already got, like I'm like oh you're my cl-, you know you're not, you're not there the fourth. We're but you're in your with top the other, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about some stuff. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, just scrolling through my notes. Um, I like yeah. I mentioned before that you you know you've done a, a lot of TV stuff and and you know the radio stuff. So you you know you've been a, kind of a fixture in I guess the Australian comedy landscape for a little while now. Yeah. Um, I was trying to sort of you know dig a bit deeper and find out a bit more about you. And I I did some research, which in, of course in 2011 means I went to Wikipedia and IMDb. Sure. Um, and I found some interesting tidbits on oh. your IMDb page that I just want to uh, – because, you know, you never know with this stuff if it's just someone's just absolutely made it up or, sure. or how much validity oh there God. is to it. Is, is there anything about anyone's sister? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, uh, so according to the trivia page on your IMDb, yeah. uh, you lied about his age when he was 15 so he could attend a College as, of Adult Education songwriting workshop. Correct. You did? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Right. And was that was that around the time that you started your group, Raspberry Cordial? Yes, that's how I met the other guy from Raspberry Cordial. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because the kind of context, I went to a real strict Orthodox Jewish school where, like, we got no arts at after, like, year 10. Mm-hmm. And so all this stuff that, like, you just see, like, on, well, like I used to see on TV, like, kids, you know, designing graphic art and, you know, doing heavy metal pictures in art. We just didn't get to do that. Right. So, but I was like bubbling, as were other kids in my class, with this sort of like creative energy. Mm. So we'd always have to go like off-site to pursue these things. So I'd just be doing bizarre stuff like like that, like turning up to a college of adult education. <laughs> so lying so about your age. And, yeah, and lying <laughs> like, about my like age. Like people so, wanting, so, to join, wanting to be in the, the army yeah, I would have to written, fight for their country. Because I would have written like Melbourne Tram, my, the rap song for Ars Court. I would have gone, oh, these are the lyrics, right? Okay, cool. Now I need to like get backing music and stuff. And there wasn't like Pro Tools or the internet and stuff. Mm. So I actually needed to find another musician. Yeah, right. But I remember like turning up to like, like housing commission flats where they'd have like a special like DJ 
day where they teach you how to rap and stuff. And I just like turn up because I was like, that's how, because I was like, oh, I've got to find some musician and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so no, true. I lied. That's true. So, so okay. why, why did you, why, did, why couldn't they let you in at 15 to an adult <laughs> song? Right? What, what sort of songs were you writing in this class? <laughs> uh, it was just like, like sexy it's songs. like the CIA. Cause it's like, if you're an adult who goes to the college of adult education, you don't want to hang around with these little schmucks. Right. Yeah. 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 But I did like, you know, the Barack, I did some, my version of the Barack fake Hawaiian birth certificate. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, I've tried to, I haven't said this story before, so it's, I don't know whether it's just meandering and got no point. But you know how, like, that Barack um, oh, fake Hawaiian birth certificate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, and I, was defer- I was like, oh, come on, a conspiracy theorist, blah, that's crap. I've got this chick following me on Twitter who's Hawaiian, mm-hmm. and because she's Hawaiian and we, we kind of sometimes talk, I, we, we start doing jokes about... Uh, like, oh, I bet you've got a fake birth certificate. Like, I mean, you're really from Kenya. And then, like, the joke got bigger and bigger. And when she actually scanned her birth certificate and, like, sent it to me, and, like, as this sort of joke. And then she said, oh, my God. Like, she hadn't really looked at it closely before, but she was adopted. And no, she knew she was adopted, oh, right? Oh. But for the first time, she noticed that, Classic that her, uncovering this. her birth certificate had the name of the father who, like, not the biological father, but who adopted her when she was like five. Right. So, so clearly, at a, when she was age five, they'd gone back to the Hawaiian birth certificate shop oh. and just were able to kind of go, oh, can you change this? Oh. And, right. So she actually has a fake Hawaiian birth certificate, and clearly, this, like, the standards are pretty low there in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, right. So we could presumably all just rock up there tomorrow and get birth certificates saying that we were born yeah. in Hawaii. I could rock up there and go, my name's Magnum. Can you just <laughs> crack one up for me? <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, here's, okay, on the Raspberry Cordial thing, which yeah, for sorry. people who don't know, uh, my... your hip-hop uh, posse that yeah. you started in when you were in year 10? Yeah, yeah, it would have been around year 10. And um, I, I, yeah, first with Chris Lumsden, who I met at the College of Adult Education, and also my friend George Weinberg, who was like on drums, and we mm. did like rehearsals. And it was just, I thought, like, why do you really need such a big drum kit? And it's like a logistical nightmare. So we like kicked him out of the band <laughs> after one rehearsal. <laughs> um, That's an awesome reason to be kicked out of a band, like if you were Pete Best in the Beatles. <laughs> Mate, we just don't have any room on the bike for your little snare, so. <laughs> well, okay, on the Raspberry Cordia thing, you, uh, you, you reformed for a gig recently oh, yeah. at, uh, at friend of the show Tom Ballard's uh, yeah. 21st birthday party that was a big Triple J. I can't figure out whether he likes me or not. Who, Tom Bella? <laughs> no, i tell you why. <laughs> He's a nice I, guy. He'd like you. <laughs> no, no, no. i I tell you why because <laughs> I'm not, like, I can't tell whether he's, you know, like, I don't assume that if someone's, like, a bit, like, glazed eye or not really focusing, like, that, oh, it's me. Because what do you know? They could have just had a tough day in okay. general. Like, there can be all sorts of interpretations. Yeah. But I, I do notice he doesn't really kind of <laughs> go out of his way to respond. Not He will say hello or whatever. I really, I'm the one putting in all the effort to kind of, like, engage in some conversation. <laughs> you know, really, I, I would say that you would be a harder person to read than him. Yeah, maybe, but I go, I get, and I don't know whether it's because, and I, I get on really well with Josh. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's got back to him. Oh, uh, uh, okay. You think it's like a team 
Team Thomas, Team Ballard kind of situation. Yeah, maybe. Maybe okay. he's not happy. Well, Ballard listens to the show, so oh, okay. this will be the test. This, he says that he listens to the show, yeah, so this will yeah. be a test of two things, whether he's being honest about how much he listens and also... How much he hates you. How much he <laughs> hates you. Because the other guy, I think, I get the vibe, he likes me. Like, for that whole birthday on the Triple J breakfast show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Alex. Alex, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got the impression... Do you know that, anyone's names? <laughs> I got the impression... Four mates. You know I got the impression mates. that was, like, Alex's idea to do this whole Raspberry Cordial thing, and, like, he was the one excited whilst, you know... That is pretty paranoid, actually, for you to go... He's having this big whiz-bang birthday party. He's invited you to reform your band from 20 years ago. And you're still like, I wonder if he likes me. We've gone to a fair effort. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe he hangs out with Steve, uh, Sean Bedlam. Maybe they're, maybe they're in cahoots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to ask you, because I was there at that, at that uh, party oh, and I saw yeah. the, uh, the gig. Um, however, the other member, Chris Lumsden, nowhere to be oh, seen. Man, I know. It was so what happened? Like, he just couldn't get off work on, the, on that <laughs> night. He works at this sort of like... I, he does this uh, this IT thing that I just I've never understood. Right. So it was more like a smashing pumpkins reformation. <laughs> than I know. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I would have preferred him there, but actually, to be honest, not I would have liked to, you know, because it would have been fun or whatever. But anything that was like lowering expectations, I was very happy with. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember so there being a lot of. Sometimes, like, you know, I, I agree to do something where, like, in my head, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do it because I just slip on in, and then you know that's fine. You know what I mean? But then like. You put your name to it, and then suddenly they kind of take it the next, and it gets inflated, inflated, inflated. And so they were running like all week on Triple J, like in Gunther's room. That's classic like, Triple J I, announcer yeah, voice. And I was like, it was just hiring, heightening yeah. expectations. Or yeah, it's not. Yeah, like I'm doing this thing. Like whenever I agree to do something small. They always like, oh god! Now we've hooked him in that far. Now we'll kind of like put out a, a like a full color poster with yeah. his face on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the ideal time to mention this, but we are building a banner for this episode of the show. We've got a billboard. Do you want to just look out that window? <laughs> We've got a billboard corner of Flinders and Swanson. So not a big deal, just opposite Fed Square. Yep. It's hard to know because I'm the reason it's top of mind. I, I agreed to do this like talk, and I was like sort of. Dra- like sometimes I'm like, I, I can't do it, you know, like because you know, you're trying to be cooperative or whatever, and like, why not or whatever. So, with, with some New South Wales art gallery, they kind of wanted me to talk, mm-hmm. and so I agreed to it. But I was, I was a bit like, Are you sure I don't know anything about the arts? And, da, da, da. and then I just thought, Oh, no, I'll just do it in the general, like, why not? It could, could be fun, you meet people, and good karma, and all that stuff. And then, next thing I know. Postcard. It's like there's 30,000 postcards, you know, in those little things around Sydney with my face on it. Oh, right. Have you done it yet? No, I haven't done it. Oh, right. So expect, expectations heightened. Yeah. So what are, you meant to be, what are you meant to be doing? I don't know. Oh, that's right. I've got to do it. Oh, they made it real tenuous because I said to them, I said, oh, listen, I don't, I don't mind talking, but I don't know anything about, like, art. Can I rap? <laughs> Can I rap instead? And they said, they came back with this one about how, Oh, you can just talk about how you paint a portrait of people (laughs) with your television shows. (laughs) And then I just thought, like, why not? Like, you get to go to Sydney and, like, why not? Like, you know, you've got to throw yourself out there. It's not like I've got a family. Like, it's like either go to Sydney that night or just lie, or on, lie on the couch. abuse people on or, Twitter. Yeah, look up your name on, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, on the couch on Twitter. Does, does anyone actually use those postcards as postcards? Has anyone ever sent a message? 
to their mum yeah, saying, true, hey, yeah. just, j- I'm just here at John Saffron talking about <laughs> art. I bet all the popular line. All the kiddies listening are probably too young, but I was there when they, the, they first came out, like the first time. Right. Like there, there was like there weren't postcards. Then when there was suddenly postcards, everyone just sort of was like the most amazing thing. And like if you took like five different ones, you'd look around like, oh my God, I just shouldn't do this. Yeah, it, just, yeah, it, yeah. it was like something of value. Yeah. Yeah. This costs money normally. This yeah, is, yeah. This is yeah. It seemed color. like amazing. Yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was like, oh my God, there's no way when they printed these up, they thought I was going to take five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the, next, what's the next sort of innocuous piece of memorabilia that's suddenly going to become free advertising? Um, little, little, there'll be little um, buckets with commemorative spoons with just people's ads spoons, on them. Spoons, that would be cool. Spoons, free spoons <laughs> with ads on them. John Saffron in Sydney spoons, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. John, I wanted to ask you about this. You were, uh, so, you know, you, you, you're talking about um, uh, Tom Ballard before. Um, you, you were tweeting the other day that you were at a jazz event in Melbourne and that friend of the show, Lawrence Lung, was Snubber. snubbing you. I don't. I don't know. I, I think, I think Lawrence Long. It's a confusing relationship because clearly he's ripped off my shtick. But, what, but on Asian? the other hand, but on the other hand, I did a joke and I didn't use like a photo of his mother. <laughs> but on the fake race relations webpage, we did this thing called Racebook, which you know obviously was a send up of Facebook, yeah. where it was like me, like I'm I'm the one with the page, and but all my friends are just like. Asian women, right. and then and then we like did this whole like fake wall where it's just like everyone and and because he was like at the ABC, yeah. So we just put this and and, and so there was this woman who it wasn't a photo of his mum who we pretended was his his mum, sort of like oh, saying something. That's oh, even worse. Oh. But it was nothing offensive. But beyond we kind of used the thing, and ever since that I think he's been a bit like, you know, <laughs> and I think he was just like pretty. Disgusted by <laughs> by the race relation show, so he kind well, of. He's like, actually quite close to Tom Ballard, so uh, yeah, maybe it's that's like it. there's. I love it. There's a whole sort of comedy sort of battlefield kind of playing out. Well, it's like, it's like the it's Bloods like and the Crips. You're down in the underground of comedy. All this stuff's happening down in the drains of comedy that we never yeah. even knew about before but tonight. He, and, and I um also about two months. You know, like sometimes you you forward it, you write to someone, and it's just like. If they're not writing back, something's going on. Yeah. So I happened to be hanging out with this girl called Lali Katz, a playwright, a couple of months ago, who, who it just came up in conversation that she lived in this unit that Lawrence Lung's father owned. Right. So I just thought, because I'm like, hang on, why is Lawrence Lung always snubbing me ever since I put his mother up <laughs> And then you found Facebook. a picture of an Asian, yeah, a yeah. random Asian person so, with the Lutzi's So I, I, I wrote a tweet <laughs> to him straight away. I said, ah, I'm here with Lali. She says... You know, she lives in the flat where you blah and like some joke. What never got back to me? Oh, yeah, you sent that to Jackie Chan. So. <laughs> but he did. He did find. Oh, but you know, the, he's unbelievable. I'd gone to this Melbourne jazz event as I described. It was more. I think it was more like blues or whatever. You know, like in some, but if it was just called the Melbourne Jazz Event, <laughs> it is one per year. I, I just thought it sounded funnier saying jazz. Anyway, I, I went there. I went with a girl, not nothing, just a female friend. Okay, okay. You know, I went a, there. Yeah. So Long, Lawrence Long snubbing me, right? Mm. But then he's sort of like somehow he gets in a conversation with the my female companion, and he he doesn't know she's come with me, right? 
And then, and you know, he's all bright and excited. What you know, like that's about. He's like bringing out, he's bringing out his A material now. You know, his his A Rubik's material. Want to see then, a picture of my real mum? Yeah, yeah. So, and then he doesn't know that I've come there with her, right? So he says to me, he goes, "Oh, hi, John. First time, like he notices. Oh, hi, John. Do, um, you, do, and then he goes, you know." Mary, Bubba, meet John. This is John, and and he introduces the girl I came with to me. But, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to hang out with him one more time to find out, like, whether yeah. I'm paranoid or not, <laughs> I, or whether he, I, he just doesn't like. Just me. skip the meeting. I'd say, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a, not even a blip on Lawrence's radar. <laughs> the time where he met a girl and met you at a jazz festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he That's... ripped off it. Like, he just stole my director as well, by the way. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, steal my shtick. That's why we get your own director. <laughs> but it's like, how can I, you know? And, like, so sometimes I want to go out and shoot a show, and all these people who've, like, ripped off my shtick, it's like, it's like Craig, my director, oh, listen, I'm sorry I can't because, you know, I'm shooting the Lawrence line. It's like, what? <laughs> sorry, do, you know, do you know Lawrence is, um, he hangs around, who, what's his friend's name? I like him, by the way. Uh, Andy? Maybe. He, anyway, um, when, when when Lawrence goes out, it's a bit like, and I'm saying this in the, uh, a warm and affectionate way. This will be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really am. I really am. I'm saying when Lawrence Long goes out, he doesn't just go out along. He goes with, it's like nerd entourage. <laughs> so, and it's like this it's, is certainly, he walks, he's not going to be added to the roster of friends after this. <laughs> the six isn't going to be growing. <laughs> so he kind of like walks in slow motion a bit. He's like, who's the, who's the hot guy from? The Vincent Chase. Is that the hot guy from Entourage? Entourage, Entourage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's like that he's one, right? Uh-huh. And he's got all his hats on, but they're all like, you know, into World of Warcraft and stuff like that. <laughs> and he, I, pro- I pr- promise you this happened. I, I was listening in to a conversation at this Melbourne jazz event where it was his friend. Andy. Andy, Andy I think Andy or whatever, yeah. talking to a girl. And I just got in on the conversation hearing in where he's trying to dig himself out of a hole by saying he doesn't really play World of Warcraft much anymore. <laughs> and, and, and I'm saying to him, because he's there going, and he's going, yeah, yeah, no. I don't. And I'm, I'm thinking, what chain of events led to him <laughs> fall into this conversation? And then I, and then I said to him, I, uh, I said, listen, why are you talking about World of Warcraft? And he's like, oh, she brought it up. She brought it up. This is after she'd left or whatever. And I was sort of like, and he's going, she brought it up. And I'm going, listen, I've had so many conversations with I've never like accidentally kind of, you know, <laughs> falling into this conversation where a girl brings up Wall of Warcraft. And then you're yeah. lying about playing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, li- I do like the, uh, the disclaimer, much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, uh, wow, okay. So I'm, well, I'm looking forward to uh, Lawrence Lung bringing the Paxons up to Naomi Robson's house. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be, <clears throat> that'll be, uh, there's two people we've got to respond now from this show, Lawrence Lung and Tom Ballard. <laughs> They'll, uh, they'll join forces. Is there... Uh, who, well, else, who else on Triple J did you... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, because I was um, in, in sort of preparing for this, I went back and I was watching Race Relations with the commentaries on. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and I enjoyed it a lot. But um, actually, the interesting story of how... Because uh, for those that haven't seen the show, there are flashbacks to your uh, your your younger yes. years in the show. And in those dramatizations, you're played by friend of the show, the bedroom philosopher, a.k.a. Justin Hazelwood, and uh, I, I just thought that would have been like a you know an, an, an agent had gotten him the gig or an open casting call. But the story that you told on the commentary was was kind of way more interesting. 
Well, so, so that was about how someone had heard him taking the piss out of me behind my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they were trying to cast someone for me, and it, things just weren't like gelling. Like people were good actors and all that stuff, but there was just something about it where things just weren't gelling. Who were ever we auditioned? So then, yeah, someone came up with the idea because someone had, had heard. You said he, in the commentaries, he, he said it was the doctor from Triple J. Oh yeah, he apparently d- did an impression of you. Oh yeah, he your started back. off. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who started off. The doctor, yeah, because. Um, yeah, he used to go, fuh, 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 fuh. So, <laughs> so you've heard that he hangs shit on you behind your back and then you've gotten him in to audition to play you yeah, yeah, on yeah. the show. Yeah, hey, I've, I've, heard bad, I've heard bad things about you. Do you want to come in to audition? <laughs> yeah. I actually liked the doctor. Yeah. But other people were like, oh, you know, he won't bring enough empathy because he's like, all he does is make fun of your lisp. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I liked him. But then, and, but then because we'd got that idea that, oh, hang on. The doctor from Triple J makes fun of me behind my back, and let's let's audition people and make fun of me behind my back. And someone said that uh, the uh, Justin, 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 yeah, Justin, yeah. <laughs> someone said that Justin had on Lawrence his show, was friends, friend, yeah, <laughs> at, 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 at his comedy show that he did a like a brief bit where he took the Mickey out of me. So right. we thought, oh yeah, we'll get that. So right. yeah, we just basically got people who like hang shit on me behind my back. It's kind of a audition. great counter bullying technique of like you think you do a good me, do you? Yeah, we'll yeah. see about that. So so Ballard and Lung are in your next show, obviously. <laughs> 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 Playing you at various stages of your life. Um, the other thing I found interesting in the commentaries, which I'd sort of never thought of before, is that you were saying that uh, your show kind of uh, it's sort of race relations that is kind of premiered. At kind of a a bit of a weird time in that it came on uh, not long after the Chaser Make a Wish yes. Foundation thing. Yes. You were saying there was a lot of articles kind of saying you know that the people are just over that kind of because it's weird in the commentaries because you're you're recording them before the show has aired. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you sort of like don't know if people like it or if how it's going to yeah, be yeah. received yet. But um, but yeah, that that thing about uh, yeah. About, oh yeah, it was definitely yeah because when. Because the kind of show where you get to go overseas and get yourself crucified is the kind of environment where, like, there's just total freedom, right? Mm. So that was all cool and it was great or whatever. But then we got back and we're editing the show. And whilst we're editing it, it's like the chase and make a wish thing goes down. And then suddenly everyone's freaking out and suddenly we have to send in the scripts. Like, just, you know, like, there's, like, oh, everyone wants to look over everything. So, yeah, it got, it got pretty kind of confusing. because And it also confusing because sometimes when people in authority are criticising or want to make a comment or take something, maybe they're right, like on a creative level. Mm. Like maybe it's like doesn't work or whatever, but you kind of get confused because you kind of, it's like, okay, if this person's telling me to change something, is that in a good way because they're just coming at it as a person and they think they know, you know, or is it a bad way because they're just kind of chickening out or whatever and because the chasers got into trouble. So it got really confusing about feedback because I'm quite happy. I, I, in fact, like getting flagellated. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was confusing. It was very confusing. And then when like the press came out, it was all like making out my show had no context or meaning. You know, it was right. like like oh he you know wax off in a Palestinian sperm bank, and it's like <laughs> oh he gets crucified, and it's like yeah okay I don't mind if you don't like it or if it's shocking. That's true, but I, I kind of didn't quite understand how anyone could watch all eight episodes of my show and not think there's subtext to it. Yeah. Like it just seems dis I don't know. Did, am I, disingenuous. Am I remembering this incorrectly or did the cuz there's an episode where you um you 
get made up as as a as a black man and yes. you go to the states and you yes. hang out in in different areas. Am I remembering this incorrectly, or did the hey hey blackface thing happen? Oh yeah, that happened right, like yeah, like the week, week before, before that episode aired or something. Yeah, and it sort of didn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It did. It was hard. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, every, everything was bad. I mean, were you, were you freaked out I mean, upon seeing that and the reaction to that? Did you then, was there any, you know, debate about, you know, what do we do with this episode? Were, were people freaking out or? Um, no, I, I, I really didn't mind it except on, like, I, I kind of don't do my stuff. Like, I, I love it when people kind of engage with what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, but what happened was just because the shock value took over everything, it was just being talked about on, as in shock value. Yeah. So no one was like saying, oh, well, uh, some people were, but, you know, but a lot of the, the articles, because it came out as Make-A-Wish, which was kind of nihilism, and then this blackfacing on Hey Hey, which is sort of, you know, what kind of meaning does it have? I was kind of thrown in with that. Mm. But, you know, wh- whatever, I deserve it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like getting bad feedback because it kind of just keeps you on your toes. Well, and, uh, and, it, and sometimes it's right, you know what I mean? It's not like. You know, it's not like you always get everything right. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's kind of good to get bad feedback, I think. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, once you take your ego out of it a little bit, like that's it. Like, I, you know, some of those jokes on Twitter and whatever you put out and you go, oh, and then everyone goes, ah, that's funny. And then you get one that goes, you're a dickhead. And you go, oh, you can't. Actually, you probably can say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not too far off the mark. Sometimes when people criticize you, they kind of, or even if they're thinking something's wrong with your show, they mightn't be expressing it right, but they're, they're kind of onto something. Yeah. So not making it yeah, up. Yeah, someone's like my bosses at the ABC who, who kind of, they'll say, oh, they'll, they'll talk about something like it goes for too long or too short. And, and I'm like, oh, that's clearly not really the problem. But the fact that they're kind of picking up something that's right. not right there, I, I better think about it hard. But yeah, I've definitely learned stuff from race relations because I, I, I feel like I have a suite, you know, I have a few different options for how I kind of put things together. And so I reckon with race relations, I kind of, there were too many layers of just, like, alienating people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've kind of noticed with your shows, because I've, you know, I've, I've been, you know, a fan of your work and following your stuff for, yeah. for a long time, is that you've sort of, you know, from, you, you've kind of, your shows have kind of gradually gotten, I guess, for want of a better word, like, darker as you've kind of gone along. Like, is that, is that a conscious thing, or do you think yeah, that's well, just was, part of... Yeah, well, but I think it got kind of too dark. And I think the problem with race relations, which I do differently, is people got so distracted by the process of how we film things yeah so for example there's usually just slightly more going on than we kind of like there's usually a bit of sleight of hand or whatever but like people just got obsessed with like how could you steal those women's underwear like and yeah. they, they didn't know about and, and it's something they can't think about anything else it's yeah. like because it's like just that act or whatever and, and like in a few of the episodes because we, we kind of edited things in a way to make me look like the biggest jerk on earth mm. because creatively I thought that was, that was dark and funny. Just because Lawrence Lung was the editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then in retrospect, it kind of like, like I really didn't do myself any, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. To, make, to make it work, to make it funny, it's funny to have the, the main guy, you know, fall over. Yes. But then for people to keep remembering after the show, that's that evil guy that fell over on the kids. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, and I guess it's harder because you're, you're, I mean, you're doing a version of yourself, but it is you. So sure. it's like there's not that. But, but usually you know. we exaggerate. Like, you know, like on Today Tonight, they'll do awful stuff and then make themselves look better. 
yeah. like by editing out yeah. the thing. Yeah. We, yeah. The reverse. We, we kind of did a flip of that where <laughs> if there was any mitigating thing which would have made the audience understand that maybe it wasn't as bad as we've made yeah. it, cut that out. Cut yeah. it the <laughs> big bugbear of mine is that, you know, like I, I love watching, you know, anything like you, you probably would have seen, you know, those Trent from Punchy videos on YouTube or uh, it's, you, you haven't? Okay, so... Okay, um, I'm trying. You know, like the Rebecca Black yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that, where it's 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 dumb and it's stupid, and then there's always those people who go, "Oh, that's not real. Is that real? Did that really happen?" I'm I'm kind of the person who I don't care. I just like to detach and buy into something. And uh, in for people who haven't seen it, in the last episode of Race Relations, you have a bit where you fake a wedding yeah. for your your family and your friends, and they all gather there and they all buy into it, and then you tell them. I was watching that with a friend, and they were they were going, "Did he do that? Did he really do that?" First of all, like I somehow have the answers, like I somehow know anything yeah. about it. And also, I just go, just shut up and buy into it. You're watching a thing on the TV. Just just let it, just, just you know, just let it wash over you. Does it matter? Like it's... You, you, you like with with that, that was true where I pranked my entire family and friends. Right. Well, because <laughs> here but... was the question that, that, that kept coming up when I was watching it with this friend. Didn't Did your family not question that you... And I'm, I know I'm kind of now by asking this contradicting what I just said about how I buy into things, but did your family not question why they'd never met your bride before? Well, I don't like because I tell you what the trick was that mate convinced them. Mm. They were like, John would do the type of thing where he would yeah. s- get married and then film it. Right, okay. So, so yeah, so they were processing in their heads that. They were right. Going, they, yeah. They were thinking it was a stunt, but they were... On yeah, the, the wrong part of it, on the wrong track. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, so, right. so not not really stunt, but they they thought it's like yeah, typical of John. He's probably known this girl for blah, and he'd do this type of thing. So he's sort of that. But like for example, that's a good example where in it, like you're watching it and it's car crashy, and like my best friend George Weinberg, like just says fuck you or whatever, yeah, and he, picks up his yeah. microphone and put, throws it down right. So we cut out the bit afterwards where like. Like five minutes later, where I'm just chatting to him, and you know what I mean. Like, mm. cause, cause he's like angry for half, for a minute because mm. yeah. I like pranked him. Oh, so like, he's not in on it either. Like, no, 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 no one. No right. one was in on it except for the the my friend who was reading out the like the yep. Bible prayer. Yeah, yeah. So he was in on it. Yeah, and you're like that's showbiz baby. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Because uh, I have a theory, like, is that's the, the thing that keeps coming up about you is because you do, you know, you sort of not you, not heaps, but you do kind of use your friends and, and yes. your family as kind of fodder for what you do. And the thing that keeps coming up is like, how do his how do his you know at, keep that? How, why do they keep taking it? And you know, how do yeah, they yeah. keep? He, does he keep coming back to them? I have a theory that before you got into doing this stuff, you were just like the ultimate great bloke. You would always like take people out for dinner. You'd always buy people a beer because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were working on a grand plan of like one day I'm going to fuck these people over <laughs> for the purposes of television. I better build up that karma now, and that's why people keep letting you back into their lives. So they <laughs> yeah, go, oh, yeah. I remember that time he helped me move house. What a good guy! <laughs> well, I'm definitely. I'm not doing. I'm so not. Doing pranks anymore, right? Yeah, a, a, a bit like you know when Jay Z said, "This is my last <laughs> album." <or whatever. laughs> I'm still doing. Wasn't docos. he like? Didn't he then go and keep doing albums after that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still going to do like funny docos, you know. But you know, like on. But you are going to marry Beyonce versus God, or how they like? Wedding. I go to like a Buddhist temple, mm. and it's kind of funny, but I'm not pranking them. It's just like odd, or so I'm going to do stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I'm over pranking, so don't worry, anyone. Hang listening. on, is this a prank? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, that actually brings us uh, to the end of the program for another week. Uh, thanks so much, John, for joining us. No, no, no. Uh, people can you. hear you on Triple J uh, Sunday evenings yes. with Father Bob. From 9 to 11. And uh, can you give us a bit of a scoop? You, what, what, else is, what else is coming down the pipe? 
Um, at the end of July, because the Australian census is going to be early August, so at the end of July on ABC One, I've got a half-hour documentary about the what is your religion question that boy, it comes up at the census because, you know, everyone gets over emotional and, yep. and then writes down Jedi. Jedi. Like <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a, yeah, a doco about that where I go to America and I find these people who sincerely and unsarcastically kind of do these things that Australians write down sarcastically and take in the piss. Great. You know, like a, a Matrix is, he believes he's Neo awesome, the one. Great. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's July? Yeah, late, uh, July, I don't know, 19th or whatever. It's on the Tuesday night arts slot. Uh, ABC? <laughs> yeah, ABC. Cool, ABC. Look out for that. You can also it see... It should be on the census night, so people have got an excuse to actually stay home. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can see that. You can also see John presumably popping up in the Twitter feeds of Tom Ballard and Lawrence Lung after this episode <laughs> goes out. Uh, thanks so much for coming in. That was a lot no, of fun. thank you. Thanks. S- send him a message, everyone. He's, yeah. he's, don't even at him in. Just put yeah. his name just, in there. He'll, he'll, he'll know. He'll find it. you. He'll find you. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. What can I say?